Welcome to episode 497 of Troubadours and Rockon Tours with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. On this week's episode, we feature a grand conversation with regular contributor, homesteader, sensei, winemaker, and our resident reluctant philosopher, Almighty Todd. The Almighty comes to us from his place in Stockbridge, Vermont, and we discuss slavery, panpsychism, and consciousness everywhere, moon rainbows and sun dogs, hot autumn. We talk about paramecians and Tibetan monks, potatoes, and taking a deep breath, among other things. A wonderful conversation with Almighty Todd this go-round. We have an EW essay titled Potatoes and Carrots. We share a piece by John Polk titled In Texas, Thinking of Georgia, published in the July 2022 edition of The Sun magazine. And we have a poem called Bear Branches. All of this, of course, will be infused, imbued with the wonderful energy of several great tunes. It is so nice to be with you. Let's get to it then. Episode 497 of Troubadours and Rock On Tours.
Potatoes and carrots. Stockbridge. Listening to the donkeys carousing in the barn just off the house. And bristle of hay eases us into evening from day. Light saving time in our sublime brookside old mill property. Homesteading just off a dirt road that winds further up the green mountainside, carved by the white river below and behind the space they call home. Potatoes and carrots out of the cool ground, onions, green beans, corn, arugula, beets and squash, grapes, green, white, and burgundy red. The smell of the dirt and leaves the maple seeping out of the bark from trees, lining several ridge embankments arranged by Gaia, natural as can be. I see the signs on the highway between New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, names of nincompoops arranged in arrays of three or four, people willing to say whatever it takes to win a coveted seat in the beautiful polished wood and marble cathedrals at the center of our political operation as a constitutional republic. A false freedom beckons if you are willing to pay. Those signs remind me about community and that together we can diminish the effect of ne'er-do-well trolls seeking to divide and control. Individually ready, centered, and collectively connected to good, altruistic human goals. Settle down, ladies. Settle down. And let's begin. Mrs. Edwina Topeka, Mrs. Henry Hudock, Mrs. Carpenter. Trying to get on top, but it's never easy. Mastered my own luck, but it wasn't easy. Trying to feel alright. 
Mighty Todd, is that you? Uh, it's it's me. Is that you, Conundrum? It is me. Thank oh, it's good to hear from you. Same here. Thanks for being on Troubadours and Rock on Tours yet again. And uh, for those folks who haven't uh, heard the two of us talk, I don't know how you could have missed it because we've been talking for years. He's probably our longest-running regular contributor. <laughs> homesteader, <laughs> sensei, winemaker, and our reluctant resident philosopher. So nice to have you. Coming um, Great to talk to you again. Straight out of Stockbridge, Vermont. Yeah. Yep, I I'm still in Stockbridge, but I'll tell you I'm I I've been considering well, I, I think it would still technically be Stockbridge, but Talk, thinking about moving the homestead up to this area called No Town. Really? On the, on the edge of the Shattagee. The Shattagee is, a, is this wilderness that touches Stockbridge and Barnard and Bridgewater. Beautiful. And, and Pittsburgh. It's a, it's, the Appalachian Trail kind of runs through there, but it's there were settlements long ago. But uh, I don't know. It was, you know. I was thinking about it coming up to this last uh, go-round at the polls. Started thinking, geez, might have to re- retire back into the hills a bit here. Why were you worried about your your immediate community going like in a bad direction politically? Well, well you guys are you pretty know, liberal up we, there. Well, yeah, but there are still pockets of people that are not, you know, are regressive, and so and they we all have guns up here, and you know the despite the gun laws being very liberal here, we have a fairly safe society. 
Yeah. Although things things there's been an uptick as of late, but I think that that's just going with the flow of every. Of, it's happening everywhere. Yeah. Right yeah, we've been some through some craziness in the last several years. Yeah. Yeah, tension. Tension makes yeah. people, you know, they lose their composure. Right. Right. Essentially. And, and and we're living in a time where people don't even think that having composure is a, is a, is a thing anymore. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know, or patience or, you know, an attention span that lasts longer than uh 30 seconds. Seconds, yeah. yeah. 30 seconds. Um yeah, so you're just well, we'll kidding. You have a beautiful place right there in Stockbridge. You're just kidding. You're not ever going to move out of that place. Are I you? don't know. Well, we'll see. It might be a yurt up in up in the <laughs> a yurt up in the Shattagee. It's that that piece of wilderness. It's right over the hill. I can see it across the river. That leads to a piece of piece of land that's the biggest like unbroken piece of territory in Vermont outside of the northeast part of the northeast kingdom what do you mean unbroken like no settlements no roads going through it yeah no roads no yeah, roads it's all kind of dead anything that goes back in there dead ends so how the heck do you get up there then you just well you can drive you just you drive so you can't drive anymore <laughs> and then you ski <laughs> wow actually i have friends in this neighborhood that are um they would, would be what you would call senior citizens but even until like last year they're thinking about plowing this year they have a long driveway up into their place. It's a cab, gorgeous cabin up on the side of the mountain. But they park and they ski up a little over a quarter, you know, third of a mile. These are your neighbors. Yeah, these are neighbors of my friends I've known for a long time. In fact, they're the folks that uh, clued us into the place where we are now. What are they like in their late 60s, 70s? You said they're seniors. 70s and 80. Wow, excellent. Good for them. Yeah. So I, I hope to be able to do that at my age. Oh, you will. You will. You're in a, you're in good shape. Uh, you know, we, you mentioned um, weird times and tensions and, and the like, and how I think a, a lot of that comes to the forefront when you look at uh, who your neighbors are supporting for office, right? When the elections come, we just recently finished midterm elections, and in Vermont, uh, you guys had some significant initiatives. On the ballot, two of them in particular, right? One dealing with slavery, the other yes. abortion. And uh, Vermont, they both, they both Overwhelmingly, passed. yes. Yeah, you know, so you want to tell us what, what, what do those ballots mean? And what, you know, what did the people of Vermont support? Well, the, the slavery one was interesting because, you know, I've always, and other people have touted Vermont as having been the first state constitution in the country to outlaw slavery. But it still left in provisions for basically keeping people for criminal reasons to and have them you know be able to work for free and that that's still you know the whole incarceration system in the United States is really a extension of slavery itself. Yes. The, the yes. Whole, so it, it it made sense to to strike any of that. And just and have and be done with it. So basically, just language. Yeah, it's, it's it was a language. It was a language clarification, but a good one, a very good one. And then the the bodily autonomy act was also a good one. It clarified some things so that you can't make laws that that violate people's individual rights, their their own, their own physical autonomy. So this would extend 
have, you know, beyond uh, just the uh, the uh, issue of abortion, but it definitely addresses the issue of abortion. Yes, that's what it's intended to do, and yeah. I, you know, I think it, it it does it in a wise way, and we, you know, it may be clarified further in the future, but it would be for the reason of protecting rights, not removing them, as some other of our neighbors in this disunited yeah, states <laughs> believe uh, although if, for what it's worth I think the votes came out and uh, people are talking about what 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 we all need what do you mean votes came out you're talking nationally uh, nationally I just yeah. I think that you know the messaging is like it's it's the, the, this regressive stuff has has got to has got to stop yeah and, and the just the the, the outright corrupt posturing and perversion of processes in right. order to democracy in particular in, in, in order to kind of consolidate power it's just it's, it's completely antithetical to what this country is supposed to be that behavior is abusive behavior it's dysfunctional it's it, unhealthy it, 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 yeah it's it's incivil yeah yeah and and, and I, th I think you're right i think uh the midterm elections showed that Folks, Republicans and Democrats, have a yeah. distaste for it. I mean, there's still yeah. there's still a strong faction in the Republican Party that uh, they like it. You know, they they uh, support uh, that sort of mentality, that divisiveness. That well, it's it's extreme. It's just it's, it's most extremism. Don't. It's extreme. It's it's yeah. It's extremism, and extremism it's can ugly. show itself in in many forms. And the thing is, because of the way that the twenty four seven news cycle works now, and this is the fault of mainstream media, is that extremist stuff gets the eyeballs and the ears. Right. Like, just like bad news does. And, you know, I think that, you know, the, there's got to be responsibility taken in a lot of sectors about how we've gotten to where we are. But well, we got to recognize that what's going on is not good for anybody, let alone everybody. And, let, yeah, let's hope uh, those... Uh, sort of people are crawl back underneath the rocks and uh, don't feel so comfortable to spew hate and uh, and divide well, communities. To, Let's hope. Yeah, well, accept behavior change. I honestly. Well, they can't though, so they need to like well, remove themselves from a civilized the, society. I don't know that they can do it by themselves. And, and no. here's the: I, I had a talk with a psychologist friend of mine a while ago. When this was get when it was starting to get bad before it's as wacko as it is now, and I said I think there's going to really need to be a whole like training program for community exit counselors. They're not going to want to do that to, though. Well, there's no way, know, no way. I, I don't know. We I'm keep gonna, saying they. Like, who are these people? Are they mostly rural? Are they oh, mostly no, what? They're, no, no, they're not. They're they're not. It, no, they're, no. It's an ideological segment of society. But I think a large number of them. It's been tracked. Them, those. I feel terrible using these uh, uh, sort of words to to identify them. Those kind of pronouns. Yeah, Herschel Walker. I was thinking about that for a second. What are what's a pronoun? Uh, but yeah, um, it, it's it's really I think uh, true that. Many of those people, these people we're talking about, they don't have uh, advanced education past uh, high school. Uh, that there's a tendency, there's a trend with, you know, for there's a correlation. So education is a key component, uh, right? In and, my view, although there are people who 
only achieve that level of education who still go on to do great things. No doubt. I'm because, not saying yes. You're good. But, good point. But, I'm not saying but, that but everybody who doesn't. You. Yeah, coming from a family of educators, real education is so important. It truly and is. And the fact that ho- public education is being actively hollowed out by the moneyed classes of this. Well, you know why? It is. Well, it's it's a control. It's a exactly. mind control. It, exactly. It, and that's why it's so perverted. They don't want critical and thinking. Devious. They don't want critical thinking. No, exactly. no. And, you know, like my father has a seventh grade education, and he told me long ago, it was very simple to him, when I was just like, you know, 20 years old, he said, you vote, you vote Democrat. You don't vote Republican. Why, Dad? Democrats care for the working people. Republicans do not. Period. He knew it. He knew it, seventh grade education, because he's got intelligence well, he, and he well, pays and he attention. Ex- he experienced it. He experienced he can, it firsthand. He can yes. see it firsthand. As yeah. an immigrant, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyhow, let's. I want to ask you about something else. I want to go on. Yeah, yeah, to what's that? Uh, you mentioned to me in a text something to do with uh, because the politic, politic thing gets boring after a while. The, oh, the, yeah. the moon, moon rainbows and sun dogs. What were you talking about? Oh, oh. These are much better ideas than Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, dumbass politics. Oh yeah, it was that I had I was winter's coming. Even though it's been a very long fall, it's been a gorgeous foliage up here. More so than I expected given how dry it's been. It was just it was fantastic. And uh it's been warm, it's been really warm. It's been warmer than it probably should be but from what i understand we should just start to expect that there's not a normal there's just a big fluctuation between either being really warm or really cold this time of the year yeah more so than in the past because i remember thanksgivings with that we were bundled up and it was snowing and we were right. like, oh geez and, and other ones where the grass was still green right but i guess it's going to get to be swinging more here and there um but anyways so it's been pretty much extended summer all through but I was it was later in the evening that just past full moon was up and there's a halo around it. Sometimes the halo can be really close to it, sometimes it can be far out, depending on how high up in the atmosphere the ice crystals are, as yes. I'm given to understand. But what they do is they end up they do a refraction just like the way a rainbow does, except that you get a kind of a rainbow around the moon. Yes, I've and seen really, it. It's a cool thing. And then the sun dogs are, you'll see the same thing in the daytime uh, because there are high ice crystals, way up cirrus clouds. And you'll see like to the one side or the other, and the other of the moon. Uh, so you'll see these uh, around the moon in the daytime. Oh, excuse me, in the, in the sun. Excuse me. In the I, sun. I, I misspoke. Around, side to side of the sun in the daytime, like little flags. They're almost like little flag rainbows. Wow. Yeah, I think uh, that's harder to see because you got to look at the sun, and that's you got to catch it at the right time of yeah. day too. And it's usually I've seen them mostly in the afternoon, as the angle starts coming down. Yeah, but yeah. It's the time of the year to. Oh, have you been seeing what the what the uh, moon's been doing, and then with Jupiter behind it, with the uh, it's been it's been a pretty good show in the sky. Uh, I I have well I look up every night you know I go out every night and look up at the sky it's one of my rituals 
Uh, and I mean, I, I've seen all kinds of stuff. Maybe I don't know what I'm seeing. I, the other night I saw a, a beautiful shooting star I have to say that was wonderful. But what, what's going on with Jupiter and Jupiter and the moon? It's in opposition too. So it's kind of like at full and it's been moving around. It's one of the brighter things you'll see in that arc of the sky where the moon and the rest of the planets go. I think you see more up there in Vermont. I probably do because it's really, it's really dark. Right. We have a lot of ambient light here. I bet you you see shooting stars all the time. We do. And there was just um, not too long ago, I'm spacing on the name, but it's basically remnants of, Hal- of Halley's Comet. Still. That, yeah. Well, because even though the comet doesn't come through but once in a while, there's a whole bunch of debris in its orbit that we run into every year. I think even twice a year. It, it, it's so inspiring, isn't it? I, you know, last night I was outside and I saw the ring, the rainbow ring around the moon, and I, I just I found a chair in the front yard and I sat in the chair and just I felt like I was just sitting underneath the you know I was, but I felt like it was I was connected to it. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. I couldn't stop looking up at it. Yeah, that's our that's our primary satellite. Is the moon? Yeah. Oh God, and, satellite of love. And, right, and it and it's it's reflecting the the light of the sun that you can't see anymore. Back at you. When you say you can't see it anymore, it's... well, because the sun's back behind you. You're, right. You're, it's back way. You know, you're in the shadow now, but you're looking at the sun bouncing off the moon, and it's in, back at you. And it's and, in real time. It's not like and, light years away. No, and the crazy part is, is that the some of the solar cells, the photovoltaics that we've got going now, they're charging at night under a full moon. Wow! Yes, yes. Isn't that crazy? You mean the the ones you plant, you plant in your front yard? Well, no, like my 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 business partner's got he's got some solar cells and a Tesla's battery, and he was actually under full moon. He's like, this thing is ta- is just taking up because you can watch the the voltage on it. Oh, you're talking about in his house. Moonlight. Yeah, it's charged yeah, with yeah. moonlight. That's fantastic. I guess the cells have gotten pretty uh, good if they, yeah. if they can, can capture energy from the moon as well. Well, that's why. That's why I'm thinking of moving up into No-Town with a bunch of batteries and uh, some solar cells. And I'll come and visit you. Going, going back to the satellite internet. I'll hot air balloon in. Um, you know, that would be a nice that way to... Way cool. Wouldn't it? Uh, now you you wanted to talk about one of your favorite people. I think this person is is like your idol. Uh, you you try to model your model your life after him. Um, uh, you have a poster of him in your in your study. Uh, Elon Musk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Right? Am I right? I was like, I'm trying to think, who is this coming? I mean, this that's good. That's good. You know, I'm about, I'm about to uh, d- uh, get my my Twitter account, which I have not used in a long time, forever. Uh, get it banned by like uh, sh- showing an unflattering picture of him or something, because that, that's what's been happening. It's 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 a, just a crazy it's a sh- crazy show over there, and it, it just goes to show, you know. Money corrupts. It, it, it corrupts the mind. It really makes people wacko. If they weren't already really wacko, it makes it worse. Yeah. If they were okay, sometimes they, I, I'm starting to really look at the whole panoply of people who have made a whole bunch of money and what's the percentage of them that actually come out actually doing something productive for the whole planet. 
Yeah, I, don't, I guess as it's, opposed, yeah. it's starting to seem pretty low based on what the news is saying. Like about. Zuckerberg and the whole the whole pile of yeah yeah. So, so on a similar note, oh, I don't mean to go back to politics, but you just, uh. who, but what you just said, I just want to thank you personally, me and the state of Pennsylvania. I'll, I'll represent the state of Pennsylvania uh, and, proudly. Well, no, but all of you for the votes you cast. Recently, Fetterman and well, yes, and and because I, I my firm belief is that he, he's a good guy, and he can successfully recover from having a stroke. Oh yeah, he will. Oz could not successfully recover from being a malignant arsehole. <laughs> what kind of arsehole? Malignant one. Oh, malignant arsehole. I'm yeah. Sorry, if you and if you have to beep 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 that, that's fine. You could say that. You said arse, right? Oh yeah, I did. You say no, you're good. I took the Ang- I, I I anglified it. Yeah, that that works. I, yeah, the, <laughs> the FCC doesn't care if you say arse, uh, arse a hole. Um, but uh, he, he, right. it's apropos. Yeah, he is. Oz was a carpetbagger, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you, good riddance. You, Go back to Jersey. Yeah, you you evoked the name of a jerk, and that was the first thing that came back to my mind. And so, well, you also shared a nice quote with me. This is someone who you probably do admire. Uh, this quote is brilliant, and I'm going to share it with the good folks. It connects to, I think, something you wanted to talk about. Uh, panpsychism and consciousness everywhere oh, oh yeah uh, th- this is something you share with me uh it's a quote from r buckminster fuller and it goes like this i am convinced that creativity is a priori to the integrity of the universe that life is regenerative and conformity meaningless you do not belong to you you belong to the universe Nature is a totally efficient, self-regenerating system. If we discover the laws that govern this system and live synergistically within them, sustainability will follow and humankind will be a success. We are called to be architects of the future, not its victims. R. Buckminster Fuller. So what does that mean to you? Why would you share that with me? I'm still trying to figure that out, uh, but no, I'm I'm joking, but not. I think that that's um, it. It does say a lot that it's a reminder. People get wrapped up in 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 religion, in philosophy, but if we take a step back, I think we have to realize that there there is a creative force. You can. Anthropomorphize it all you want, put godheads on it, put principles on it, whatever you want. But there is something that animates all of us and everything around us. And we are so caught up in this superficial populist chaos that we are we so easily forget the fundamental things that make us all almost exactly the same yeah. even in, even in our uniqueness and uh, so this yes this idea of panpsychism it's it's it, that it, creativity is everywhere that consciousness the spark of life 
it is a fundamental principle of the universe. It, it can't just be happening here on this rock. Yeah. So you, Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't. It's not even about believing in aliens. It's that there that, that there is something that is a unifying principle. Bigger than this silliness. Then, bigger than exactly. Bigger but than this silliness. Why are we so caught up in the silliness then? Oh, because <sighs> because it's addictive. Yeah. It's addictive, and just like any other addiction. It pulls you away from reality. You know, you 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 talked about recently with me something to do, and and you know, I think some you you usually talk to me about Tibetan monks and uh, mm. how how they might uh, approach life a uh, life situation as compared to how you and me would or you know the western you know norm would be uh, do you think a Tibet, tibetan monk is is tied into this this panpsychism this consciousness that's everywhere and connected well i i think panpsychism this idea that we that that th all things around us have entity or consciousness at least most living things. You don't necessarily expect that of the of your television or manufactured objects, but or, organic things, plants, animals, even. You know, there are a lot of indigenous or older societies where it's animistic that all things have life in them. That's that's not an uncommon thing, and the it's something that as we grow up you know in our younger years we when we're children we automatically ascribe consciousness to all the living things around us and so yes there was a, a little experiment that was done or they uh, they some researchers showed a video of paramecium under a microscope to some tibetan monks and asked them if they thought that what they were seeing if those creatures were conscious and they're like but I got, yeah of course they are look look what they're doing they're anim they're navigating their world and so the idea is that we've for so long think thought of consciousness as human consciousness and our ability to self-reflect or whatever for those for some people's ability to self-reflect and then we might extend it well do porpoises have consciousness or do dogs have con maybe elephants have, they can paint can they have consciousness and it's very you know homocentric yeah just as homocentric as pre-copernican like the earth is the center of the universe right well guess what <laughs> we just put a thing in space <laughs> about a million miles out <laughs> that's showing us that we're like <laughs> we are a grain of sand <laughs> right a grain of in, in, in a <clears throat> in a whirlwind <laughs> it's amazing really I, you it, know. <laughs> it, 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 it is quite the word so the, amazing is is such an understatement. I feel you know what it, it it's so. I mean it's it's amazing that we're here, living this life, and uh, it means so much to each of us individually. And you know, of course the the folks in our lives, uh, they they're so special in in our sense of things. But in the grand scheme, we are all really 
you know, insignificant, right? I mean, that's been said over and over and over again. Yeah. But yeah, but we manage to collectively do some amazing stuff. Right. And at the same time, collectively do some really freaking terrible stuff. Right. Why 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 not more of the one and less of the other? Yeah, that's the question. That's the question. So you have to wonder, you know, why people end up getting motivated to do what they do, or to believe what they believe. And, you know, there's so we've talked about this before. There is so much programmed tr- projection going on right now in terms of folks saying, "Oh, you guys are all sheep because you listen to the mainstream. Uh, and these people have been being programmed for decades into a headspace that is created an alternate reality. That, that, that is not really significant. significant well, but, not, but it's still toxic. It's significant it is significant. Sense, yeah. It's significant in the sense that it's toxic to the rest of society around it. I guess significant was the wrong word. I meant it's it, not accurate. Well, it's definitely not accurate. That's for sure. But, and, but it's for a purpose and it's for a profit. Right. right. It's a relative, and it's, really. But it's for somebody else's profit and the people who are feel so purposeful in it are really pawns and it it's just it's unfortunate because yes we we are fortunate to live in this what really is a a paradise in a way this little blue dot it is sitting in between uh uh even bluer but hot hellscape on one side a little closer to the sun and then a dry barren red desert scape on uh, the other side, a little farther from the sun, and we're just sitting pretty in this loop around this furnace in the void. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, I love and so, it. And so we're going to fight over Great scraps description. of space uh, on this place. And we don't need to. It's so and plentiful. We don't, we don't need to. And, you know, we're at a point where... The stuff, the information that's coming out now is like we've we've gotten so good at making renewable energy. Things are changing. The projections about we don't need to be using coal. The projections that we expect to use coal for the next forty years, they don't have to happen because we're we we're, we are getting better at this. And but still, there are resource wars going on because it's it's useful to an oligarchic class that really don't operate under the norms and rules that the rest of society tries to operate under. No, no. And so, you know, we've got, we've got that to deal with too. Well, you, you know, we do and, and, and we are, and uh, who knows how it's going to all end up. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful though. We only have a couple minutes left and I, I, I want I want you to you know take it a little bit lighter for for the end of our conversation. Oh, yeah, your potato crop. You know, I, I heard oh. you you got a bunch of potatoes, a I lot did of potatoes. Really well with potatoes. Tell the folks. Uh, well, you know, you, you you I had potatoes last year. We had too many. I didn't give enough away, and a whole bunch of them just started to grow arms and legs all over the place. It was a mess. It was like a science experiment. You had stored in your basement, right? In the basement. Finally, I was like, hey, somebody told me, you got to get those things out of here. So I had a neighbor come and till up a big patch of of the the field, and uh, I came through with my smaller tiller and put out a trough, and I just laid them all out there and covered them up. And it was a little later in the season, so we didn't 
have the potato beetles the way we normally do. So that worked out, and then we got rains later on, which also helped. So I dug one row myself, and then some friends came and dug the other, and we got a few hundred pounds out of it. But the favorite ones I got got out were the uh, the Adirondack Reds. Mm-hmm. They're a, a nice, a thin, red-skinned potato with a white flesh. That um, it's just it's it, they're delicious. I, I can't say enough good stuff about them. And then there's another like a russet, like a harder skin potato. But there's a company up in Maine that we get the seed potatoes from. And every I order every couple of years because I do, you know, kind of keep them going from year to year. But I guess there's a Hungarian potato that's a, a thin red skin with a yellow flesh mm-hmm. that's supposed to store really well. So I want to try that one next year. Well, you know, I'm, I'm Calabrese, so we love our potatoes. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that description. And uh, I know at one point you were thinking about building a catapult. You had so many potatoes, and you were just going <laughs> to, like, rifle them off into the White River. My uh, my Uncle Butch, one year, he had – we had it at Thanksgiving. He made a potato gun, you know, with, with PVC pipe. Oh, yeah. And, and you charged it with – it was with uh, hairspray was the uh, accelerant. Yeah, yeah. Propellant. And there was a little, you know, the piezoelectric clicker, like a start your grill. Yep. That. Boom! <laughs> that was actually pretty fun, I have to say. And you know, was everybody yelling at him, Uncle Butch? What are you doing with the kids? What's wrong we were, with you? Well, there, the, the, there was still a dock out in the, uh, or like, excuse me, a floating raft out in the, or buoy. Excuse me, Lake Champlain. The there. Yeah, but Lake Champlain. There was still a um, one of the uh, buoys that you hook people hook boats to. It was still floating out there, so we, we were aiming at that. We didn't hit it, but. We got close a couple times. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, a- any closing thoughts for the listeners as we go into the winter, Almighty Todd? Uh, I guess going back to that idea of the panpsychism and, it, and everything being conscious, I mean, right down to the atoms around us, that, that may be a lot to think about, but I, I, I would say that given the heightened tensions and the way things are, I think we got to try to remember one another's uh, fundamental humanity and that we're all a bunch of consciousnesses floating around here doing the best we are inside of our own noggin and body and to whenever possible take a deep breath and convey a little grace for, for somebody else in a space if they need it but also to take a deep breath and give ourselves a little bit of grace when we need it wonderful nicely said Almighty well, Todd. The, it's, it's a season of gratitude so I think we should think about it maybe in a different way this year and I, I, I'm, grat- I'm grateful to have you to converse with on topics such as these. Me too. Me too. And I look forward to speaking with you again in a few months. It'll be 2023. And until then, have a great winter. Uh, we'll be talking off. off we'll talk off. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but bundle, bundle up. It's coming. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, I hope so. Hopefully we get a little winter. I don't want yeah, 70. No, we need some snow. All, all winter. Snow. Yeah, I agree. Well, take care, Fratello. Yeah, take care, my brother. I'll talk to you again. Ciao. Ciao.
When I was a child, my family would travel down to western Kentucky where my parents were born. There's a backward old town that's often remembered so many times that my memories are warm. Daddy won't take me back to Muhlenberg County down by the Green River where paradise lay. I'm sorry, my son, but too late in asking since to be by the cold trains all the way. Sometimes we travel right down the Green River to the abandoned old prison down by Adrian Hill, where the hair smelled like snakes we shoot with our pistols, but empty pop bottles was all we would kill. And Daddy wants to take me back to Mutenburg County Down by the Green River where paradise lay oh, I'm sorry my son, but you're too late in asking Mr. Peabody's cold train is hauled away Then the coal company came with the world's largest shovel And they tortured the timber and they stripped all the land Well they dug for their coal Till the land was forsaken And they wrote it all down as the progress of man And daddy won't take me back to Mutenberg County Down by the Green River where paradise lay I'm sorry my son, but you're too late in asking Mr. Peabody's cold train is hauling away When I die, let my ashes float down the green river Let my soul roll on up to the Rochester Dam And I'll be halfway to heaven, a paradise waiting Just five miles away from wherever I am And daddy wants to take me back to Mutenberg County Down by the green river where paradise lay I'm sorry, my son too late in asking Mr. Peabody's cold train is hauled away Mr. Peabody's cold train is hauled away Mr. Peabody's cold train is hauled away And now a piece by John Potch, published in the July 2022 issue of The Sun magazine, titled, In Texas, Thinking of Georgia. It must have been 40 years ago, my brother and sisters, our mom and dad, gathered around the fat television before our Saturday supper, to watch my skinny father make the evening news. Earlier that slow news day at the Atlanta Farmer's Market, the camera crew had discovered him buying a bushel of peaches and a watermelon. He thumped the melon and mugged for the camera. Sweet as your mother's love, he said. Around the TV we howled, 
how a family can howl. So proud of his wit and our fame, his name on the banner below. Overcast today, the end of February, and my two peach trees have blossomed early here in my front yard in our Texas college town. These pink daytime stars, surreal and sexy against the gray. I think of him now and that peach-swollen heat of a Georgia summer, how sometimes he would buy us fruit by the bushel, how a few years later he left my mother and married one of her best friends. But that one night of my father's stardom, it was family night. We stayed up till 11, bowed to the television, and watched the news for the second time. My father, he said it again, sweet as your mother's love, and we lost it.
Bare Branches West Mountains The hum of the highway in the distance The three-quarter autumn moon shining arc rainbows Through the bare branches and a cool breeze Rustles the trees and bushes As I sit on a red plastic Adirondack Stoned with a beer-breath smile. Inside, a white-gray kerfuffle of a beard. Episode 497 of Troubadours and Tours, with yours truly, E.W. Conundrum Demure. I'd like to thank those folks who made this episode possible. First and foremost, our good, good friend, Almighty Todd, The Sun Magazine, John Pope, and these musical artists, Thelonious Monk, The Police, Hiam, 
Sturgill Simpson, Plains, Courtney Marie Andrews, Branford Mar Salas, and Terence Blanchard too. And of course, I would like to thank you for listening. Until next time, let's give it a go and do our best with this time. Take care.